0: This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 82, and today we hear about herons and egrets. Welcome, everybody, to the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 82. And I am your host, author Frederick Fishman, and I am the author of the 12-book, 120-animal series of Kindle books and print books, audiobooks, and DVD. Be sure to check out our apparel and gear website. You can go to zooswear.com for links the four stores where we have all that product up. That's spelled Z O O Z W E A R, com, And we also have a new Patreon site, and that is at patreon.com forward slash visit the zoo. Again, that's Patreon, P A T R E O N.com, a visit the zoo and be sure to go there and we would appreciate your help and support in keeping this podcast going a reminder that the first quarter of our daily blogs dailydesertdoodle.com 90 of those blogs are now up on kindle and in print on amazon.com and you can click on the on the blog to access the direct links that go to amazon for that first new volume and that is www.dailydesertdoodle.com and that's my daily blog that's dailydesertdoodle.com and this podcast also by the way is now available on the alexa sound device amazon's device that allows you to speak and open up whatever you want or ask questions Then all you have to do is ask alexa you say alexa play animals podcast and you will hear this podcast okay enough business let's get started and let's get started with our animal news segment which is our first segment and i've got two news stories for you both of them are fascinating the first one is very strange indeed and this is from china this is from the wolong national nature reserve in southwestern china and it's about a rare albino panda seen in the sichuan forest and if you want to take a look at the picture a very strange freaky looking picture of this panda bear which is all white Including uh, its claws, you can go to China Wolong. That's C H I N A W O L O N G. dot gov. dot C H, and you'll get a picture of this all white panda. And it, the story starts. But this is dispatched by the way, from Beijing. A rare all-white giant panda has been photographed for the first time according to a nature reserve in southwestern China. The Wolong National Nature Reserve in Sichuan Province released a photo this weekend showing the panda crossing through a verdant forest in the reserve. The panda has red eyes and lacks the usual black fur on its limbs and ears. And around its eyes, the albino panda is about one to two years old, judging from its size. The reserve said, "It appears to be physically strong, and has a steady gait, showing that the albinism probably has not affected its health." Again, if you want to take a look at the picture of this creature, you'll see it up in the in the very top of uh, the pictures. Rotate through, and you can stop it and take a look at the panda. Go to www.china. Wolong, W-O-L-O-N-G dot gov dot C-H. And the second story we have for you is from the local rag here, the local newspaper. And it's about four animal superheroes at the Reed Park Zoo, and I'll just, uh, there's a lot of other material wrapped around the story, but I'll just go right to the animals. And the first on the list of the animals is the adorable ring-tailed lemur, native to Madagascar. And we've talked about this animal on previous podcasts, and it is native to Madagascar, and these guys really like to move and move it. According to zookeeper Stephanie Norton, ring-tailed lemurs are superpower with their leaping abilities. Due to their natural habitat being a mixture of forest and craggy rock spires, these industrious critters leap from tree to rock and back again. And contrary to popular belief, Norton explained, these lemurs actually don't live primarily in trees, but climb these trees to escape predators. Ring-tailed lemurs are critically endangered and the danger is mostly from deforestation and habitat loss. Another animal is, for showstoppers they say, is the rat-eating king vulture. And while these giant birds look more like villains, animal care supervisor uh, Alex Zelazo, Kessler ensures visitors that they are, in fact, superheroes as well. They're built for scavenging. These vultures have a bald head to avoid getting their feathers covered in food, and their superpower is their super stomach. They are awesome garbage men, Zelzazo Kessler said. Their stomachs are built to handle all the grosser stuff. I mean, you can imagine what that is. All vultures, including king vultures, are in danger of lead poisoning due to humans. When humans kill their prey by either shooting or poisoning, those toxins travel up the food chain, right to the mouths of the scavengers like vultures and predators like owls and snake. Another superhero is a tiny corn snake. And there is a picture of, of this corn snake. It's about two feet long, and I would say diameter like maybe a pen. Or a thick pencil. And the corn snake at the zoo is only six months old. Its name is Masa and it's in training to become an animal ambassador where she will go to work convincing children that snakes are just as important as their cute and cuddly counterparts. And finally, the fourth animal that they consider a superhero that one might not expect to find at the zoo are goats. These goats... Perform tasks like weaving between poles and climbing a teeter-totter. They are super great jumpers. They are like Velcro. They just jump up and stick to things. One of the goats at the Reed Park Zoo, which is our local zoo here in Tucson, has a superpower of her own. Ari, an Oberhashi goat, has never had kids, but due to being around youngsters, started producing milk. Zookeepers now milk her twice a week. And those are the animal news stories for today. And we'll go to our next segment here the animal description segment. And this particular segment about herons and egrets, two large birds, was really precipitated by something my son sent me. He lives in Sacramento and he lives in an apartment complex. That's this is Southwest of town, near the Sacramento River, quite near the Sacramento River, and it looks like the apartment complex sent out to all the residents a notice about nesting season of these birds the heron and the egret. And I'll just read this to you quickly. It is, if you haven't noticed yet, you soon will. Look up and you'll see a large number of birds squawking and flying in and around the area of the apartments. It's nesting season, and the birds you see are a mix of aquatic birds. Black-crowned night herons, snowy egrets, cattle egrets. And for the next several months, these birds will occupy the area while raising their families. And because of the busy location, there will be many injured baby birds. And they've got three categories that follow of description in this particular missile that was sent out to all the residents this is what you need to know these birds are protected under the migratory bird treaty act it is illegal to tamper with or remove active nests with eggs or babies in them the birds will only be occupying the area from now which is at the end of may until late august you will find young birds on the ground when you do please follow the guidelines below and on the next page to determine if the bird should be rescued says here going on how you can help keep your eyes open for baby birds in need of help and rescue only if needed there's a volunteer organization called the sacramento heron and egret rescue that helps monitor the nesting areas and they rescue birds and they transport birds as well and there's a contact number and it says the birds should be rescued if they are injured or sick or lethargic or unable to move and there's other descriptions if the bird is being threatened due to human disturbance, they should be called the rescue service. And if the if the bird has been caught by a dog or cat, even if it seems to be okay right now, and it goes on with other and it goes on with other suggestions. So let me just tell you a little bit about these two birds. First of all, the heron. Let me just play you a sound bite of what these birds sound like before I do, before I give you the description. Can you imagine trying to sleep in your apartment with hundreds of those things around and in the trees and scattered next to your window. That's what's happening there in Sacramento. Herons are long legged, freshwater, and coastal birds. Sometimes they nest in trees, and other species in reed beds. They are medium to large size with long necks. The smallest heron is nine point eight to eleven point eight inches long the largest is the goliath heron which is 60 inches tall their legs are long and strong and they live in all continents except for antarctica they are non swimming birds but they live in wetlands and feed on a variety of aquatic prey at the shore mostly on crustaceans and crabs but they will also eat birds eggs rats and mice and nests are found near or above water they lay three to seven eggs at a time and that is the heron. Now closely related to the heron are the egrets. Let me just play you a little bit of what the egret sounds like. Can you imagine hundreds of those around your apartment window as well? At the same time, the egrets are like herons because they are in the same bird species. But they are different, nevertheless. They have long feathers that cascade down their backs. And in the early 19th and 20th century, they were endangered because of their long feathers that were a treasured part of style in women's hats during that time. They live in both fresh and salt water marshes, and they are about 32 inches long with a wingspan of 55 inches. They have long, thick yellow bills and entirely white plumage. And that is the egret and our animal descriptions for today. All right, we now come to our final segment. That is an animal quote, or maybe animal jokes, or maybe an animal poem. And I think what I would do today is I'd pull out in the, my animal quotes file and just give you five quotes from famous or near-famous people about animals. The first one is from Mark Beckoff, who is a professor emeritus at the University of Colorado Boulder, He's a professor of ecology and evolutionary biology. And he says, let us remember that animals are not mere resources for human consumption. They are splendid beings in their own right who have evolved alongside us as co-inheritors of all the beauty and abundance of life on this planet. Next quote is from Laura Adams Armour, who lived between 1874 and 1973. And she was an American artist and a writer. He could tell by the way animals walked that they were keeping time to some kind of music. Maybe it was the song in their own hearts that they walked to. From Irene M. Pepperberg, who is a scientist known for her studies in animal cognition. Clearly animals know more than we think and think a great deal more than we know. This is from Matthew Scully, who is an American journalist, author, and speechwriter. Animals are more than ever a test of our character, of mankind's capacity for empathy, and for decent, honorable conduct and faithful stewardship. We are called to treat them with kindness, not because they have rights or power or some claim to equality, but in a sense because... They don't, because they all stand unequal and powerless before us. Today's final quote comes from Gregory Maguire, who is an American novelist. Animals are born who they are, accepted, and that is that. They live with greater peace than people do. That is also a wrap for today's episode number 82 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. And I want to thank you very much for joining me. And please, as always, especially on iTunes, if that's where you listen, subscribe, rate, and review. And our websites, again, are for apparel and gear, zooswear.com, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R.com. And you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash visit the zoo and remember our daily blog is the daily desert doodle is available by going to daily desert doodle.com again thank you very much for joining me please take care join me again next week for another episode of the visit the zoo podcast thanks bye-bye